0: Chapter forty-three of the Tragic Muse. This is a Librivox recording. All Librivox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Tragic Muse by Henry James. Chapter 43. Come on boldly, my dear, said Nick. Peter's bored to death waiting for you. Ah, uh, he has come to say he won't dine with us tonight biddy stood with her hand on the latch i leave town to-morrow i've everything to do i'm broken-hearted it's impossible peter made of it again such a case as he could please make my peace with your mother i'm ashamed of not having written to her last night she closed the door and came in while her brother said to her how in the world did you guess it i saw it in the morning post and she kept her eyes on their kinsman in the morning post he vaguely echoed i saw there's to be a first night at that theatre the one you took us to so i said oh he'll go there yes i've got to do that too peter admitted she's going to sit to me again this morning his wonderful actress she has made an appointment so you see i'm getting on Nick pursued to his sister. Oh, I'm so glad. She's so splendid. The girl looked away from her cousin now, but not, though it seemed to fill the place, at the triumphant portrait of Miriam Ruth. I'm delighted you've come in. I HAVE waited for you, Peter hastened to declare to her, though conscious that this was in the conditions meagre. Aren't you coming to see us again? i'm in despair but i shall really not have time therefore it's a blessing not to have missed you here i'm very glad said biddy then she added and you are going to america to stay a long time till i'm sent to some better place and would that better place be as far away oh biddy it wouldn't be better then said peter do you mean they'll give you something to do at home hardly that but i've a tremendous lot to do at home today for the twentieth time peter referred to his watch she turned to her brother who had admonished her that she might bid him good morning she kissed him and he asked what the news would be in calcutta gardens to which she made answer the only news is of course the great preparations they are making poor dears for peter Mamma thinks you must have had such a nasty dinner the other day, the girl continued to the guests of that romantic occasion. Faithless, Peter, said Nick, beginning to whistle and to arrange a canvas in anticipation of Miriam's arrival. Dear Biddy, thank your star you are not in my horrid profession, protested the personage so designated. Once bowled about like a cricket ball unable to answer for one's freedom or one's comfort from one moment to another.' "'Oh, ours is the true profession, Biddy's and mine,' Nick broke out, setting up his canvas. "'The career of liberty and peace, of charming long mornings spent in a still north light and in the contemplation-I may even say, in the company of the amiable and the beautiful.' that certainly is the case when biddy comes to see you peter returned biddy smiled at him i come every day i'm i encouraged nick awfully it's a pity i'm not a martyr should bravely perish with me nick said you are you are a martyr when people say such odious things the girl cried they do say them i've heard many more than i've repeated to you it's you yourself then indignant and loyal who are the martyr observed peter who wanted greatly to be kind to her oh i don't care but she threw herself flushed and charming into a straight appeal to him don't you think one can do as much good by painting great works of art as by-as by what papa used to do don't you think art's necessary to the happiness to the greatness of a people don't you think it's mainly and honourable do you think a passion for it's a thing to be ashamed of don't you think the artist the conscientious the serious one is as distinguished a member of society as any one else peter and nick looked at each other and laughed at the way she had got up her subject and nick asked their kinsman if she didn't express it all in perfection i delight in general in artists but i delight still more in their defenders peter made reply perhaps a little meagrely to biddy ah don't attack me if you're wise nick said one's tempted to when it makes biddy so fine well that's the way she encourages me it's meat and drink to me nick went on at the same time i'm bound to say there's a little whistling in the dark in it in the dark his sister demanded the obscurity my dear child of your own aspirations your mysterious ambitions and aesthetic views aren't there some heavyish shadows there why i never cared for politics no but you cared for life you cared for society, and you've chosen the path of solitude and concentration. You horrid boy, said Biddy. Give it up, that arduous steep. Give it up and come out with me, Peter interposed. Come out with you? Let us walk a little, or even drive a little. Let us at any rate talk a little. I thought you had so much to do. Biddy candidly objected. So I have but why shouldn't you do a part of it with me would there be any harm i'm going to some tiresome shops you'll cheer the frugal hour the girl hesitated then turned to nick would there be any harm oh it's none of his business peter protested he had better take you home to your mother i'm going home i shan't stay here to-day biddy went on then to peter i came in a hansom but i shall walk back come that way with me with pleasure but i shall not be able to go in peter added oh that's no matter said the girl good-bye nick you understand then that we dine together at seven sharp wouldn't a club as i say be best peter before going inquired of nick he suggested further which club it should be and his words let biddy who had directed her steps toward the door to turn a moment as with a reproachful question whether it was for this peter had given up calcutta gardens but her impulse if impulse it was had no sequel save so far as it was a sequel that peter freely explained to her after nick had ascended to his conditions that her brother too had a desire to go to miss ruth's first night and had already promised to accompany him oh that's perfect it will be so good for him won't it if he's going to paint her again biddy responded i think there's nothing so good for him as that he happens to have such a sister as you peter declared as they went out he heard at the same time the sound of a carriage stopping and before biddy who was in front of him opened the door of the house had been able to say to himself what a bore there's miriam the opened door showed him that truth this young lady in the act of alighting from the brougham provided by basil dashwood's thrifty zeal her mother followed her and both the new visitors exclaimed and rejoiced in their demonstrative way as their eyes fell on their valued friend the door had closed behind peter but he instantly and violently rang so that they should be admitted with as little delay as possible while he stood disconcerted and fearing he showed it by the prompt occurrence of an encounter he had particularly sought to avert it ministered moreover a little to this sensibility that miriam appeared to have come somewhat before her time the incident promised however to pass off in a fine florid way before he knew it both the ladies had taken possession of biddy who looked at them with comparative coldness tempered indeed by a faint glow of apprehension and miriam had broken out we know you we know you we saw you in paris and you came to my theatre a short time ago with mr sherringham we know your mother lady agnes dorma i hope her ladyship's very well said mrs ruth who had never struck peter as a more objectionable old woman you offered to do ahead of me or something or other didn't you tell me you work in clay I dare say you've forgotten all about it, but I should be delighted, Miriam pursued with the richest urbanity. Peter was not concerned with her mother's pervasiveness, though he didn't like Biddy to see even that, but he hoped his companion would take the overcharged benevolence of the young actress in the spirit in which, rather to his surprise, it evidently was offered. I've said to your clever brother many times," said Miriam. "I'm going to sit again. I dare say you've seen what we've done. he's too delightful. Si vous avez comme cela, me reposer," she added, turning for a moment to Peter. Then she continued, smiling a biddy Only he oughtn't to have thrown up such prospects, you know. I've an idea I wasn't nice to you that day in Paris. I was nervous and scared and perverse. I remember perfectly. I was odious. But I'm better now. You'd see if you were to know me. I'm not a bad sort. Really I'm not. But you must have your own friends. Happy day. You look so charming. Immensely like mister Dormer, Especially about the eyes. Isn't she, mamma? she comes of a beautiful norman race the finest purest strain the old woman simpered mr dormer's sometimes so good as to come and see us we're always at home on sunday and if some day you found courage to come with him you might perhaps find it pleasant though very different of course from the circle in which you habitually move Biddy murmured a vague recognition of these wonderful civilities, and Miriam commented, "Different, yes, but we're all right, you know." Do come," she added, then turning to Sherringham, "Remember what I told you. I don't expect you tonight." "Oh, I understand. I shall come." And Peter knew he grew red. "It will be idiotic. Keep him. Keep him away. Don't let him." miriam insisted to biddy with which as nick's portals now were gaping she drew her mother away peter at this walked off briskly with biddy dropping as he did so she's too fantastic yes but so tremendously good-looking i shall ask nick to take me there the girl said after a moment well she'll do you no harm they're all right as she says it's the world of art you were standing up so for art just now oh i wasn't thinking so much of that kind she demurred there's only one kind it's all the same thing if one sort's good the other is biddy walked along a moment is she serious is she conscientious she has the makings of a great artist peter opined I'm glad to hear you think a woman can be one. In that line there has never been any doubt about it. And only in that line? I mean on the stage, in general, dramatic or lyric. It's as the actress that the woman produces the most complete and satisfactory artistic results. And only as the actress? He weighed it. Yes, there's another art in which she's not bad which one do you mean asked biddy that of being charming and good that of being indispensable to men oh that isn't an art then you leave her only the stage take it if you like in the widest sense biddy appeared to reflect a moment as to judge what sense this might be but she found none that was wide enough for she cried the next minute do you mean to say there's nothing for a woman but to be an actress?" "Never in my life!" "I only said that that's the best thing for a woman to be who finds herself irresistibly carried into the practice of the arts. For there her capacity for them has most application, and her incapacity for them least. But at the same time I strongly recommend her not to be an artist, if she can possibly help it it's a devil of a life oh i know men want women not to be anything it's a poor little refuge they try to take from the overwhelming consciousness that you are in very fact everything everything and the girl gave a toss that's the kind of thing you say to keep us quiet dear biddy you see how well we succeed laughed peter to which she replied by asking irrelevantly why is it so necessary for you to go to the theatre tonight if miss ruth doesn't want you to my dear child she does want me to but that has nothing to do with it why then did she say that she doesn't oh because she meant just the contrary is she so false then is she so vulgar she speaks a special language practically it isn't false because it renders her thought and those who know her understand it but she doesn't use it only to those who know her biddy returned since she asked me who have so little the honour of her acquaintance to keep you away to-night how am i to know that she meant by that that i'm to urge you on to go he was on the point of replying because you've my word for it but he shrank in fact from giving his word he had some fine scruples and sought to relieve his embarrassment by a general tribute dear biddy you're delightfully acute you're quite as clever as miss ruth he felt however that this was scarcely adequate and he continued the truth is that it's been important for me to go it's a matter quite independent of that young lady's wishing it or not wishing it there happens to be a definite intrinsic propriety in it which determines the thing and which it would take me long to explain i see but fancy you are explaining to me you make me feel so indiscreet the girl cried quickly an exclamation which touched him because he was not aware that quick as it had been she had still had time to be struck first though she wouldn't for the world have expressed it with the oddity of such a duty at such a season in fact that oddity during a silence of some minutes came back to peter himself the note had been forced it sounded almost ignobly frivolous from a man on the eve of proceeding to a high diplomatic post the effect of this none the less was not to make him break out with hang it i will keep my engagement to your mother but to fill him with the wish to shorten his present strain by taking biddy the rest of the way in a cab he was uncomfortable and there were hansoms about that he looked at wistfully while he was so occupied his companion took up the talk by an abrupt appeal why did she say that nick oughtn't to have resigned his seat oh i don't know it struck her so it doesn't matter much but biddy kept it up if she's an artist herself why doesn't she like people to go in for art especially when nick has given his time to painting her so beautifully why does she come there so often if she disapproves of what he has done Oh, Miriam's disapproval. It doesn't count. It's a manner of speaking. Of speaking untruths, do you mean? Does she think just the reverse? Is that the way she talks about everything? We always admire most what we can do least, Peter brought forth. And Miriam, of course, isn't political. She ranks painters more or less with her own profession, about which already, New as she is to it, she has no illusions; they're all artists. It's the same general sort of thing. She prefers men of the world, men of action. Is that the reason she likes you, Biddy mildly marked, "Ah, she doesn't like me. Couldn't you see it? The girl at first said nothing, then she asked, "'Is that why she let you call her Miriam? Oh, I don't to her face ah only to mine laughed biddy one says that as one says rachel of her great predecessor except that she isn't so great quite yet is she far from it she's the freshest of novices she has scarcely been four months on the stage but no novice has ever been such an adept she'll go very fast peter pursued and I dare say that before long she'll be magnificent. What a pity you'll not see that, Biddy sighed after a pause. Not see it? If you are thousands of miles away. It is a pity, Peter said, and since you mentioned it, I don't mind frankly telling you, throwing myself on your mercy, as it were, that that's why I make such a point of a rare occasion like tonight. "'I've a weakness for the drama that, as you perhaps know, I've never concealed. "'And this impression will probably have to last me in some barren spot for many, many years. "'I understand, I understand. "'I hope, therefore, it will be charming.' "'And the girl walked faster. "'Just as some other charming impressions would have to last,' Peter added, conscious of keeping up with her by some effort she seemed almost to be running away from him an impression that led him to suggest after they had proceeded a little further without more words that if she were in a hurry they had perhaps better take a cab her face was strange and touching to him as she turned it to make answer oh i'm not in the least in a hurry and i really think i had better walk we'll walk then by all means peter said with slightly exaggerated gaiety in pursuance of which they went on a hundred yards biddy kept the same pace yet it was scarcely a surprise to him that she should suddenly stop with the exclamation after all though i'm not in a hurry i'm tired i had better have a cab please call that one she added looking about her they were in a straight blank ugly street where the small cheap grey-faced houses had no expression save that of a rueful unconsoled acknowledgment of the universal want of identity they would have constituted a terrace if they could but they had dolefully given it up even a hansom that loitered across the end of the vista turned a sceptical back upon it so that sherringham had to lift his voice in a loud appeal he stood with biddy watching the cab approach them this is one of the charming things you'll remember she said turning her eyes to the general dreariness from the particular figure of the vehicle which was antiquated and clumsy before he could reply she had lightly stepped into the cab but as he answered most assuredly it is and prepared to follow her she quickly closed the apron i must go alone you've lots of things to do it's all right and through the aperture in the roof she gave the driver her address she had spoken with decision and peter fully felt now that she wished to get away from him, her eyes betrayed it as well as her voice. In a look, a strange, wandering ray, that as he stood there with his hand on the cab, he had time to take from her. Good-bye, Peter. She smiled, and as the thing began to rumble away, he uttered the same turbid, ridiculous farewell. End of chapter forty-three.